Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, author, speaker, and coach. And I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter and the owner of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. We are done being polite and ready to get real about confidence, boundaries, and self-respect, both personally and in the workplace. Beth and I first met when we collaborated on the best-selling communication handbook for women, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. Now we are amplifying our message and taking it on the road with Unmute Yourself, the podcast. Warning, there may be, no, who are we kidding, will be some adult content. We have a bullshit button and we're not afraid to use it. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. And we're back. Here we are. Here we are again. Yes, I'm excited. Do you want to do you want to say what we're talking about, Nancy? Because this is I think we're both pumped up about talking about this. Super pumped. Um, which actually is a show on Netflix, not related. Yes, we are talking about confidence. Um, and the reason why we're talking about confidence is because it's kind of at the core of everything else that we talk about and was definitely the driver for the book, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. And we never really talked about it. And we kept kind of circling around it. And the one theme that kept coming through was confidence. So we said, hey, let's do an episode about it. Yes, I agree fully. And I feel like there are a couple things that people will hear us talk about a number of times, right? Confidence being one of them. It's definitely one of the pillars of uh, of the book. And we also talk about boundaries often mm-hmm. and generational cycle because they're all incestually combined. <laughs> or I would say wicked combined. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're the words person. Yes. Um. I do, before we get started though, I want to let everybody know that if you hear some banging, please don't blame Beth, blame, blame me. So I have, uh, uh, I have some people doing some construction because I, my water pump broke last weekend. The reason why I'm telling you all about this is because our last episode was about perfection paralysis. So today I had a choice. I could cancel this recording of the podcast with Beth and we're both very busy and reschedule and inconvenience her and me, or I could just say, you know what? It's not going to be perfect. I'm going to do it anyway, because we have great topics. No one will probably notice. And I went back to that perfection paralysis and I overcame it, Beth. Yes, you did. I'm very proud of you. I think you you deserve a reward. I think I do talk about rewards in a different episode, just a little teaser. So, okay. So confidence, you, you, this, you, you were hot on this. So do you want to, do you want to start the conversation? Well, yeah. So I'm also going to dare to say that I think like confidence and imposter syndrome are like on the scales, right? I'm a Libra. So I always think of like the balance of the scales because, you you know, if you wait until you're fully confident, it's too late, right? I mean, confidence, I feel like for me is about growth and being able to take those steps forward to grow. But when you're growing and going into, you know, unknown territory or territory that's not repetitive, you need the courage to kind of push forward when you don't have the full confidence. You need to say, you know what? I trust myself. My past record is that I know how to move forward. And so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in tiny realistic steps. And the more steps I take, the more confident I'll feel. And then when I land at my, Spot of happiness, I will feel confident. 
100% confident because we are confident as we move along. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think there's a misperception that people who um, project confidence are 100% certain about what they're doing when they're projecting that confidence. And that is simply not true. And, and I think about it as I'm confident that I will be fine and I'm confident that I will be successful and I'm confident that I will figure this out. I'm not always confident I'm going to nail it. Sometimes I am, but even when I really am, am I, or am I just telling myself that to get myself pumped up, to get myself in a mental state where I'm projecting confidence, you know, because oftentimes when I get off a stage, someone will say, oh, you know, and it's very nice. They'll say, you know, you just exude confidence. And I, and I tell them, you have no idea what I felt walking onto the stage. Of course, I was nervous. Of course, I felt that imposter feeling, right? Because it's not a syndrome. It's not a medical condition. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you know, we're hot on that. Um, so it's, I, I think there's this illusion that that certainty is 100% confidence. And I don't know that it is. I agree. I think certainty is about safety and comfort. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, you know, why they like to work out at CrossFit or thinking about what we were initially like bred and born to do and to survive in the wild. And the whole thing was to be strong enough so that you could protect yourself and, and your family, do all the minimal things and be safe, right? So there's this thing about, I want to be safe and it's an internal struggle. We've all had it on some level, but safe is boring sometimes, <laughs> right? Because we want more and we want to grow and we want to learn and we want to teach people what we learn and we want to share what our talents are with other people. And you can't do that and be safe all the time. So you need to have confidence to step out into a spot that maybe has a little bit more risk than your couch or something like that. Yes. And when you say you have to have confidence to step out, again, I say it's not the confidence. to. It, you're not saying I'm going to step out and nail this and be a massive success. It's I'm confident in who I am, that I make good decisions that this is going to work out. I think it's confident that it's going to, that it's going to work out. And, you know, you mentioned certainty equals safety. First of all, I agree with you. Safety is boring. I mean, that's fine. If you want to live your safe life and never challenge yourself. Okay. I don't think the people listening to this podcast are those people though. Right. So, um, you know, you said certainty equals safety. And I tie it back to when I use the example of, of I'm certain that I will do well on the stage and that makes me feel safe. So with that certainty comes kind of like a, a de decompression of the feelings of, of being scared or overwhelmed or uncertain because I feel safe. I, I know that I know that I, I can do this. Yes, I yeah. agree. And I think that, you know, for the audience, you know, you can be confident and, and also be an introvert. And I'm saying that because neither you or I are that. <laughs> but I know that sometimes when we come across as confident, like you were saying, people don't realize it, but we can be a hot mess inside. And for me, I know that I am confident in being a good communicator, right? I think we both are, we're verbal, you know, I, I, I have great writing skills. I know that I am already confident in those things. And sometimes you have to find those things, your safety confidence 
so that you can go off, you know, go off the springboard and go into the next thing that you'll become confident in when you do it enough. Yeah, this reminds me of, and, and this this conversation changed my life. I had a boss many, many years ago, we're talking probably 25 years ago, maybe 20, who um, I, we were reorging in my company and it was a rare situation where I was interviewing with my boss, <laughs> with my current boss for, for the future job. And I remember I said, you know me better than anyone because she did. And, and we had a great relationship. I said, what do you think? What do you think is going to be my biggest obstacle in this new role? And it was a leadership role. It was a, you know, a, it was definitely a, a step up. And she said, without even hesitating, she said, you will not always have the answers. You, you always want to have the answers. You always want to figure it out. You need to get comfortable with the fact that you're not always going to know anything and be confident that you will figure it out. And I think that that, that could have, if, if I didn't do that, it would have derailed me because imagine, and there are tons of people who, if they don't know the answer, they won't do it or ask it or um, get involved in it or, um, you know, even explore because their view is, well, I don't know everything, so I'm not going to even do it. Right, right. And this makes me think about, so last year I ran a writing program and I had this woman, Anna DeSalvo, in the program. And one of the key things that she talked about was, you know, being grounded in what you're saying. And I think as a writer helping people with their messaging, a lot of the time people jump in, write website copy and all that sort of stuff before they're clear on their messaging. And, you know, think about, you know, the bigger the house that you build, the stronger the foundation needs to be. Or if you've ever made a cake and the layers aren't even, if that first foundational piece of cake is off, the whole cake is off. So people kind of skim through it and they don't get clear in case they're challenged, right? Because isn't that part of our thing is that we're worried about being challenged or someone saying we're wrong or we're not good enough. But if you're really grounded in that base, everything you say, write, speak, do should be coming from that because you know that that is your real foundation of what you're doing. Agreed. And that, and that ties back to... Um, knowing who you are and being your true and authentic self. I use authentic a lot. I think that might be a trigger word for Beth. I'm not sure because I think she thinks it's overused. Um, but it's it's stepping into, I know who I am. And because I know who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay. And that's a big ask because a lot of people don't know who they are and they don't know their authentic self, or they don't really know if they can do it. So I think it's it's very interesting because that's the one that brought brought that up and, and ties it back to being true to yourself and who you are. And that's that's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And you're, you know, I'm triggered by authenticity when people are using it like I want to get to my authentic place. We are all in our authentic place in the moment if we allow it. Right. And when we are being true to ourselves, we are there. So when you can say I have perfection paralysis because there's noise for my construction or, you know, when you can write done is better than perfect sort of thing, that's authentic. Right. But trying to be that thing over there, that's not authentic. That might be part of your goal, but it's it's different. So I think I hear a lot of people use it inappropriately. I, I would agree. I would agree. And, you know, the other, the other thing I would add to that is um, once you step into who you truly are, 
you will never look back. Yes. If you're lucky enough to do that, or if you're, you work hard enough to do that. A lot of people don't do the work, so they don't, right? Yeah. yeah, and the work is scary, right? I mean, because we're always scared to fail, but we've all heard this before about, you know, failing is a good thing. It's a lesson. It's the not trying. And, you know, I, I thought about this this morning because I wanted to talk for a minute about this failure piece. Yeah. If you feel bad about failure, I feel like there's something else underlying, like somewhere in your past history. Here's our therapy section of the podcast. Someone in your life, a teacher, a sibling, a partner, a parent, a boss made you embarrassed about not hitting a mark or not being good enough or fumbling on something or not having the right test grade or whatever the heck it was. And in there somewhere, there was shame for you. Um, yeah. So it's not just failure because pff, I don't know if you look for it, you can find failure every day, right? But you can also find success every day. And I think that's a mindset muscle that we have to work, right? Is yeah, so maybe I didn't do this, but I did accomplish that. Um, so we have to be aware. We're human. We're human. Okay. No one is perfect. Everyone is authentic if they, you know, can embrace that. I agree. And I think your fear of failure, which is a spectacular point, also comes back to how you were raised. So for me, no one ever embarrassed me for failing or made me feel embarrassed or shame around failing. However, I'm the youngest of four. And you know, we were a very spirited group growing up and I grew up with a fire in my belly. I will not fail. It won't, not an option. So the, the fear of what if I do is paralyzing, paralyzing. And not because right. not anybody made me feel like crap about it, but because I, it is not an option. It's yes. interesting. It's interesting. Yes. It is. And I'm going to share a very quick, but Vul vulnerability alert here, vulnerable oh, story. You need a vulnerability button. Yes, we do. Um, but I'm going to go there. So as a kid, my mother was a face smacker. Only in front of other people. And so was it the physical pain? Well, yes, because you know what I did. I was like, will not flipping cry in front of these people. And, but it was embarrassing, right? And it was shameful that the attention was drawn to me in this moment, right? So for the longest time, I would not cry in front of anyone else. Because you felt that was shame. Well, I felt like you are not gonna get your way, right? I am not gonna feel embarrassed mm. because mm. I'm, I'm not gonna give you what you wanted. There's that. So that same kind of fire that you had, it was like, okay. Yeah. Great. So how do you think that, well, that must've impacted all of your relationships. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. How'd you get over it? So I'm very, it's very clear to me who I feel safe with and who I trust. Um, and at the same time, even more clear who I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can, like, I can cry in front of my husband, but, you know, now that you know my vulnerability, I've been to a number of therapists in my life. Rarely. Wow. Rarely. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, I, I wrote this down actually for a future podcast episode, um, shame and blame, because I think there's, um, uh, that's a common, I did not know this until uh, I spoke with a mental health professional who, about someone else, we were talking about shame and blame. And when they're ashamed, they place blame. And this is a, you know, pattern that went on for years. And it's, it's just, it's interesting. So it is, I want to stick a pin in that for a future session okay. for sure. Also, I'm just going to give a shout out for um, Brene Brown's latest book, Atlas of the Heart. You know, when she, I really love her and um, actually looking to be connected to her, anyone who's listening. Yes. And at first I was like, oh God, another touchy feely book, which is always my first reaction, but I'm listening to it, which I oh. highly advise yeah, um, because she does say some extra things and stuff, but it's really an encyclopedia of the definitions of different feelings yeah. because sometimes we say one thing we feel another i highly recommend it it comes into play with a lot of things we talk about end of story back to us and our topic <laughs> um i would also like to plug her podcast because it's fantastic mm -hmm. uh she's got a couple actually um so let's talk about what what let's ask our podsters think to think about what your lack of confidence is costing you so if you've read the book, you know that I have what I like to call the million dollar problem, which is where we multiply out the gender wage gap, which at the time of this recording is, I think, 82 cents. So fem females are making 82 cents on every dollar, which doesn't sound that bad. But when you times it out over a career lifetime, we're talking 600,000, 750,000, up to a million dollars that women are leaving on the table because they are not negotiating their salaries and they are accepting less than their male colleagues. So that's a big example. And I have a recent example I want to share. I was talking with a male, male colleague who listens to this podcast. So he'll know this was him. Thanks for listening, by the way. And he was talking about confidence and he said, you know, I'll never forget. He was sitting outside of his workplace with a female colleague and there was a job that was being posted. It was a promotion. And he said to him, him and this colleague were equals. And he said, well, the, you know, well, we got to go for this job. And she said, I'm not, I'm not going for this job. And he said, what do you mean? You have to go. We, ha we both have to go for this job. One of us will get it, but we both have to go for it. And she said, I, I, I can't do that job. I don't have the skills for that job. And she talked herself out of posting for the job. He went for the job. He got the job and he ended up moving up the ladder and, and left her behind. And he said, he's like, you know, I was like blown away and I realized that, wow, she did not, he goes, I didn't have the confidence either, but I did it anyway. And that's the difference that the men do it anyway. Yes. Now I'm going to counter your story. So we have a good story as well. I have, everybody knows I've been in the hair business for a long time. I have a dear friend who I used to do her hair and she was a lawyer and she went through the process of applying to be a judge, which is this long, yep. arduous, you would never, you'd it's never huge. know what they go through to become a judge. Yep. And she had a male counterpart that, you know, she was close to, and they were both going for it and they both supported each other. It was so lovely to watch and they both got picked. You know, they were, they were choosing um, a couple of different judges and they both got picked and they would talk after each level. And they would talk after each level and they would, you know, talk to see how it went. You know, how did you deal with this person? Mm -hmm. Like there was one, you know, famous interviewer in the process that they all knew about who would make them go out to eat and eat a certain dish. I mean, 
very funny order for them and they just bizarre anyway she's a judge and she deserves it she's awesome fabulous so she got it not her male colleague no he got it too so they both ended up getting oh, it. oh great that's great i love perfect. it i love that perfect you know, win-win and it was it was either she was more confident or she was equally not confident but she did it anyway right exactly right? yeah um i don't know if i i suggested this to you but i do you feel that your confidence is the same at work as it is at home? So that's a really good question. And this might be another vulnerable moment. I am confident at home. My home is a safe place for me. Um, I don't want to say I haven't always felt safe where I lived. It hasn't always been comfortable. Um, I do feel very safe and comfortable in my home now. And I feel that way with my children and my husband now. The only time I feel safe and uncomfortable is when something might come up with my ex-husband. And I let it get to me, especially if it has to do with money or, you know, I worry about the kids, you know, wanting to be with him or it's my own stuff. It's totally my own stuff. And, uh, and I know that, and sometimes it takes me a little while to smack myself in the head and say, this is your shit, get over it. Um, but I do feel pretty confident at home. I, I feel confident my kids are all adults now and they're awesome adults. And I think anyone would say that. So I know I'm biased because they're mine, but they're just competent and they know how to get through the world kindly and motivated and take care of themselves and, and that sort of stuff so far, so far, um, and I do feel confident at home in my relationships and stuff. So yeah, I do. How about you? So I didn't used to. And I and I and it's not until you were just talking and I just wrote it down. Um, so I would, career salesperson, confidence evangelist, all of the things. And I did not advocate or ask for what I wanted at home, which in this case would be in my relationships, um, until I met Danny. And I think it's because he, you know, and I don't know why, I mean, he's a remarkable human being, but, and I remember, I, I think it was because I just started to trust that it was going to be okay. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but I remember we were going for a run one day and I would always just go the way he wanted to go. Like he wanted to go this route. I would just go. And even if I didn't want to, I'd be like, well, I don't want to go that way, but all right, we'll go that way. And I remember thinking to myself, what are you, what are you even doing? Just say, no, I want to go this way. Who cares? And I, re I remember the exact moment. I know where we were and it was recent. I mean, it was in the last, I'd say five or six years that I said, no, I don't want to go that way. I want to go the other way. And he said, well, why, you know, and he challenged me, of course. And I said, I just don't want to go that way today. Let's go this way. And I remember thinking to myself that, that that's like one of the first times you've ever done that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. When you think about what I do for a living, so anyway, the more I was able to do that and express my own needs and what I needed, um, the more, the, the better results I got and the more I did it. And now I, now I do it all the time. Now I do it all the time. So now I'm very, very comfortable speaking up at home, but I wasn't until recently. And that is fascinating. Yes. Yes. And good for you. Cause that's growth. And sometimes you know, at business, we can say it's this factual thing, but at home, it's personal. There's no two ways about it. And um, I want to take a moment to say that, 
you know, if you're a woman who feels that way with Nancy, but not, you know, not being comfortable saying those things, of course, now she is, that think of it from the male perspective. I mean, we we always want to talk about this, you know, generational cycle stuff and what did you grow up with? They feel pressure about always having to make the decision and be the leader. And that's what they're used to. Mm. But if you want to have a partnership, that's not the way it works, right? Sometimes you need to be the leader and make mm-hmm. the suggestion. So I think that's awesome. And I don't think they want you to do anything you don't want to do, but you can't, they're not mind readers, A, and B, you can't, you have to advocate for yourself, even if it's something as silly as where we're going for dinner. Um, and I do trace it back to what you witnessed growing up and the interactions that you experienced and what you saw rewarded and what you saw not rewarded. And it is very complicated. Suffice it to say, it's like, I mean, at 45 years old before I would advocate for myself in a relationship. And again, I I wrote, literally wrote the book on confidence at work. So uh, I think the message there is uh, everybody, everybody has some kind of thing around self-confidence. Yes. Um, And I want to quickly say two things, because I know we could talk about this all day, but this is a really great sharing from both of us, because as we talked about before, we show up appearing confident. But now you know that there are these vulnerabilities for us and these other issues that are going around in our brain. Mm. And anybody who shows up confident like that, that's going on for them. We all have it. You know, it's just a matter of how you deal with it, how you're working through it. The second thing I want to say is that um, competence is a really important thing here too, right? If you want to be confident about something, you kind of have to put the time in, not kind of, you have to put the time in to either practice or go through things or, you know, really get as comfortable as possible with something, right? You're not going to go out, Nancy, and be paid to go speak in front of hundreds of people and just fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> I'm nodding everybody, by the way. Yes, agreed. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And and it helps me sometimes too to recall all of this, like all of the research I've done, all of the studies I've done, all of the panels I've been on, all of the books I've read, you know, what makes you an expert or what makes you, how did you even get to the table is really what, what the message is. How did you get there? Recall how you got there. Yeah. And yeah. awareness of what you already accomplished. A lot of the times we accomplish things. Um, and because it's in the past, we, it doesn't count anymore. It so counts. These are building blocks that get you. It's like a stairway. It's a building block that gets you to where you want to go. Agreed. So what, what, um, we usually do a call to action. Mm-hmm. So as always, there's, there's tons about confidence and communication in Unmute Yourself, the book. the book, but we did also mention uh, Brene Brown's book and podcast, maybe take a listen, uh, maybe listen to the book, right? But what I would suggest without those uh, things is, you know, A, look back, make a list of accomplishments even in the last year. And this is something you should do at the end of the year anyway, end of the quarter, end of the month, whatever works for you to keep it present that you have overcome certain things and you've done some awesome stuff. And, you know, just really be aware of that and know where your confidence is, right? Like I know I'm 
a really good communicator. Nancy knows, what did you say that you're confident in? She said something earlier that was fantastic, but know where your confidence is because that brings you up a level and then you're starting a level higher, right? And a level closer to getting more confident, so. I agree. So, yep. So we had uh, the Brene podcast, which we will include a link in the episode notes. We have our book, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out, available on Amazon. And then uh, Beth's idea of what you call, um, keep a I call it a brag list, or I keep it, or I call it a I'm awesome list. Uh, the, the only one I would add is, is to think about how you're showing up in your relationships, because you can be a badass in the boardroom. And when you get home, you're not. So I would encourage people to just take a look and think about that. Just yeah. And about. one affects the other, right? They both affect each other. Yep. So yep. carry it through, carry your confidence through. Carry it through. All right. Great episode. Yeah, this was awesome. As always, we welcome your feedback, other topics you want. What did this bring up for you? Don't be afraid we don't only want to hear positive things, right? We want to hear if this brought up some struggles for you. We want to hear if maybe, you know, you had a problem with something that we said, or you want to challenge it. We're open to that. That's the whole point. I mean, my rules when I ask for feedback is don't yell, don't curse, don't call me names. Otherwise, I, we want to hear it, right? Totally agree. Um, nothing brings me more joy than to hear from people who have listened even if it's a comment on LinkedIn, you know who you are. Those of you that are commenting on LinkedIn, if it's a voice message, it's all fantastic. So please share your feedback. Um, and if you like the show, like us on Apple Podcast. Um, Beth can be found at thatsaspade.com. I can be found at nancymedoff.com. And our next episode will air next week, which is going to be a good one. Should I tell them what it's about? Sure. Our next episode is going to air in October of 2022, and it is going to be about goal setting. And it is a deep dive on goal setting and just all of the things that come with it and your truth, who you are, what you really want, why you're not going for stretch goals. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be epic. 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 All right. We'll talk to you then. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. We hope you found value in today's podcast. We hope you were able to take a little time for yourself and perhaps think about how you're showing up. And thank you for all of the great feedback we've been receiving. We'd love to hear more from you about what you think, the tactics you're using every day to speak up, and anything else you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. You can contact us through our websites. Nancy can be found at nancymedoff.com and Beth can be found at thatsaspade.com. Or you can email us at unmuteyourselfthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, keep speaking up.